Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kiora Tato, Wellington, uh, welcome back to B Side Stories. You are with Martin Andrews. And Laura Kewen, also in the studio for B Side Stories. Hi, Wellington. And, uh, and Ali Witten, um, Kiora, Wellington. Welcome, Charlotte. You're uh, Charlotte Kroika. Uh, from No Lights, No Lycra, Charlotte Crocker. Crocker, that's the one. It's a shocker. We'll get there in the end. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) First of all, I I did a uh, a Facebook post last night for this show, and I spelt Charlotte's surname wrong as Coker. I got two instant messages come through, one from Charlotte, one from Charlotte's... uh, co-worker there at No Lights and changed the name. So I changed it and then it was still wrong. <laughs> so I changed it a second time. <laughs> Finally got it right, Crocker. And then I say it wrong when Charlotte's actually here. <laughs> so off to a good start. I don't think you could have done that any worse. Actually, <laughs> no, neither the... do I. It could have gone worse. So Charlotte and I discussed how it could have gone worse. Just out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we all anyway, know that one. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to stick with Charlotte from now on. Sounds okay? good. Um, welcome, Charlotte. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, no lights, no lycra. Um, how did you end up getting involved? It's a worldwide thing, isn't it? It's not. not yeah, it started thing. in uh, Melbourne uh, in 2009 by uh, two women who, I guess, were a bit sick of being in clubs and dancing in clubs and that sort of thing, and they wanted something a little bit different um, and a different way to exercise during the week. And they sort of came up with uh, no lights, no lycra. Um, you can wear lycra, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just basically more of a sort of saying, which sort of means you can wear whatever you want to wear. Sure. So you can wear lycra, but you can also you don't have to wear anything fancy. Well, there's no lights, so nobody's going to be looking at what you're wearing anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's that in 2009 um, in Melbourne and. I guess it's yeah, it's it's spread like wildfire. So it's it's everywhere, all over the world now, and heaps like hundreds of countries. When I was looking up uh, No Lights No Lycra on Facebook, it just all these different cities, No Lights No Lycra, yeah. Berlin, No yeah. Lights No Lycra, Australia. Like yeah, I thought that it was just going to be Wellington, but yeah, I was yeah very very wrong. Yeah, so it's all over New Zealand as well, which yeah. is really great. So yeah, and, and what, uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about what exactly No Lights is? So No Lights No Lacra is a safe space for people to come and dance on a Wednesday night in Newtown. It's in St Anne's Hall. Uh, people generally turn up just before 8 o'clock um, and we just sort of announce about what it's all about and that sort of thing and then we turn the lights off and then uh, everyone dances in the dark for an hour um, to a playlist that I've usually made. Um, and yeah, it's great and... You can hear people yahooing, you can yeah. hear stamping of the feet, you can hear clapping, and you can hear people singing. So It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, as a bit of research for this show, I, I came along to one. Um, enjoyed myself so much. Had so much fun. It's been years since I've actually been able to dance and not be self-conscious about mm. you know how I look or 
or if anybody's looking at me. And it took me about three or four songs to actually lose that. You know, I was still mm. kind of a little bit, you know, just uh, rigid when I started dancing. But then three, four songs in, I just completely lost. Um, mm. lost I find that as well. The first couple of songs, I'm always kind of a bit, you know, yeah. sort of doing yeah. my little side shuffle. And yeah, then by yeah. the third song, I'm like, woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start getting crazy. What, uh, what initially drew you to the concept of No Lights? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I heard about it and went along to one. Um, I'm not the original person that started it in Wellington. It was Tessa Johnstone. Um, she ha- is no longer doing it anymore because she had a baby. And so I think she started it uh, in the 2012. Um, and so, and then I sort of started going along in 2013. Um, and I just love the fact that it's during the week – I love dancing. Um, I love going to like clubs and bars and going dancing and outdoor dance parties and all that kind of thing. So I'm an old, you know, old season dancer from way back. Um, I like the versatility of all of the different songs. So you can kind of change your dance style every time. You're not, sure. you know, it's not like just listening to techno where you kind of, you know, just get cut and shapes in the same way. Yeah. So you can sort of, you know, get down and swing your arms around and, you know. Do whatever. Sure, yeah. sure. All the dance uh, My colleague here, Laura, actually came to the same one that I did. We had been to a function prior to No Lights. I told Laura just as I was walking out the door, oh, I'm going to this um, this dance thing. And she said, oh, okay, okay. Uh, I kind of live around there. And I said, well, come and have a dance. And she said, oh, <coughs> oh, maybe. I got there and I texted her and said, it's at St. Anne's Hall in Newtown. Anyway, lights went out, had an amazing hour. I was walking out. And there was Laura walking out as well. <laughs> she'd, had, she'd had the experience. It was great. We were both kind of on a high, eh? Mm-hmm. I think both of us were kind of like, whoa. Totally. Yeah. And I just went on a whim yeah. because you invited me on the yeah, night yeah, yeah. and was fun, completely unprepared for what I was about to experience. Yeah. Like I, did, yeah. I was wearing, first of all, I was wearing long sleeves, which is a big mistake because you end up getting a real workout. In yeah. There. yeah, you get so sweaty. There's a guy that comes. I'm hoping he's listening to listening to this right now. Um, his name's called Thomas, but I won't say what his last name is. But he is like glistening yeah. with like fountains of sweat by the end of it, and it's just it's so amazing. Like yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it was. It fully was. I was. I was literally on high when I walked out there. Yeah, I was yeah. like my smile was out here, and yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, yeah, and I mean, how of, many people feel like that after going to an aerobics I know, class? Exactly. Not very many people. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of being like 12 or 13 at my school dances. Mm, it was yeah. the same high that I would get then, like just when you're, you're just dancing for the sake of dancing with your friends, you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was good fun. It was and, good fun. you know, that's the difference from being in a club or a bar exactly. where yeah. you're really kind of, you know, you're quite self conscious and to become unselfconscious you need to you know drink alcohol and that sort of thing uh and that's what i kind of like about nights and i like it is it's not about getting mm. liquored up and all that kind of stuff it's about just finishing work you know and just putting on whatever you want to wear and then go along and then just dance sure, sure. and no one cares do you think it's do you think it's leading to people being more confident um outside of the dancing stuff um and do you think that like more people will be more inclined to go out on like when they're out to not not drink as much and dance or do you think it's it benefits people's confidence in that way Definitely I think that 
I have talked to a few people and I have noticed a few people who I've talked um, haven't actually even talked to but I've noticed that they come along each time um, and they always come by themselves or that sort of thing and I and it's kind of I guess to me that maybe be a sign might be a sign that people are coming along because they feel safe to dance yeah and they're not going along for a social thing they're going along just for them yeah yeah and I think that that's actually you know, really, really great. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that definitely it can boost people's confidence and that sort of thing. But once again, it's in the dark. So it's, I mean, I can't really, I've always been okay with dancing in the light. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I can't really sort of answer everybody for everybody else. Yeah. That's cool. I think um, I think New Zealanders coming from England, I find New Zealanders very very quick to, to get up dancing <laughs> compared to the British, oh, oh, like holding themselves back. Yep. But I reckon maybe what's happening is the people are trying out some new moves as well. Those those super confident people going along and trying out something really crazy. Yeah, yeah. I the joy of dancing for me is you just lose yourself and you stop to you stop being self aware, and that's when that to me is is. The whole point of of dancing, uh, when you when you're being pure about it. like what for you as an as a long time dancer, what is it about dancing that appeals to you so much? I think it's just the freedom of of movement. And have you ever done any formal training? Or just... Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This really great dance teacher called Charlotte Crock I oh you know back in the day when I was a kid probably did some some type of you know jazz <coughs> tap or something that mum right. dragged me along to um, no I haven't done any kind of sort of formal dance yeah. um, I think what the the thing about no lights no lycra and the dancing is actually it's not just about the dancing it's about a bunch of people mm. that don't know each other, yep. they're in a room together mm. and they're all experiencing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing is, is like we had, I put on B-52's Rome the other night. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone was singing that song. Yeah. And you could kind of like see, because like in the video for B-52's people are going like this, they're doing like the aeroplane thing, you know? And there's, I could sort of see people doing that out the corner of my eye and you feel this kind of energy that's sort of all one, you know, mm. and that is really, really great because you don't know any of these people. Yep. You know, they could have had a really bad day at work or mm-hmm. they could have, you know, come to know it's not like we're feeling really down or whatever and this is, no, it's not like we're, was their little sunshine of the day, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. heaps of people walk out that door and they've got these massive smiles on their faces and that's, just gold for me. Mm, so mm. I know that it's worked and it's done its, you know, mm-hmm. it's done what it's supposed to do. So it's a not for profit, isn't it? But you do charge on the door. Yeah. So we, <clears throat> I was sort of, sort of um, sitting down thinking about all the costs the other day. Actually, we charge five dollars, um, but on top of that, you have uh, not it's no lacra as an organisation charges money each year for you to use their name mm. so and so we have to pay for that we have to pay for the hall um and there's lots of other little costs like toilet paper and all that mm. that sort of thing uh so we don't actually get paid 
If we have money left over, we give it to charity. So last year we gave it to Oxfam, um, Women's Refuge, and I think Wellington Rape, uh, Wellington Rape Crisis wow, as well. So, that's awesome. And, you know, in the previous years it's been um, other other. Um, so do you collect charities that well. for an entire year, pay your bills? Uh, it sort of depends. So um, there was the earthquake last year um, in... Was it Tibet? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the the huge one, eh? Yeah, I always can't. I can't. That was sort of the beginning Nepal, of last year. Nepal. Yeah, Nepal. Yeah. In Nepal. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, thank you. Um, last year. And mm. so we just basically um, did like a bit of a, a fundraiser and said that all of our every, – every, who comes tonight, you know, all of our money's going towards that. So I think we – put together like I don't know like $500 or something and, and gave that so That's we do cool. what we can and mm-hmm. I mean we don't make lots of money it's yeah it's but whatever we have left over we give it to charities and I mean $5 to go along and just have a fantastic one hour dance mm. in the dark is you know it's money well spent in my oh opinion. definitely what do you think Laura definitely. was it worth you $5 if you go to an organized exercise class yeah, it's exactly. 20 bucks least, uh, easily yeah, yeah. so 5 bucks for yeah. um, a great workout and a feeling of elation mm, is mm, a bargain yeah, I agree um, theme nights we have done theme nights in the past actually I saw on your web page on the Facebook page that the, you recently did a New Zealand music month yeah, so we yeah we do that every show. year. Yeah. Um, we've done movie themes. We've done like electronic dance um, nights. We've done like world dance, uh, world music nights. Um, yeah. All sorts really. Halloween specials. Do you yeah. feel pressure as the chief music provider to come up with a good set list each show? Holy crap, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, you know, inspired by my No Lights, No Like Her experience mm. at a um, party on Saturday night, I decided to put together a um, two-hour dancing playlist. Mm. And uh, I raided the No Lights, No Like Her. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. There's some goodies on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, by the time it went on, most of the people at the party were drunk and wanted to hear their favourite drunk songs. So my playlist only lasted about five songs, but, you know, uh, it was still inspiring to go through all of those. Um, you should have no said lights. no requests. Yeah. I was like, how you do it? Yeah. I'm yeah, as soon as no it was requests. on, drunk people were coming up to me yeah. like, oh, can I hear Buster Rhymes? Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, oh, good old Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you... Do you start painting your next one immediately after? No, I don't actually. Quite often I do it about three hours before it <laughs> um, I've been um, – I guess I've got a bit of experience in doing that sort of thing. I'm a DJ as well. Oh, I just yeah. had a gig on Friday night actually. And I feel like at the moment with No Lights, No Light Crap, I sort of – I ask lots of people. I get feedback and that sort of thing and – to me, there's kind of a method to it. You know, you want to have music that has a really good sort of beat, I guess, that people can sort of pick up, you know, and they can they can do something with it. You don't want any kind of beat that's sort of too sporadic and all over the place. 
Sometimes I'll, like last one we had, uh, I put in a trap song. Do you guys know the genre trap uh, trap music? No. Okay, no. right. Okay, well, for you old people out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Ouch. Uh, so, yes, there's a genre called trap music, which has quite a sort of um, a broken beat to it. And it's it's quite fun, actually, because you can kind of change your music, uh, your dance style around with it. So if there's anything like that, I leave it to the end when people are a little bit more loose and they can mm. kind of be a little bit more imaginative with their dance moves. So, but most of the time it's kind of like uh, I'll put in some kind of like 80s favourites, that sort of thing, um, some sort of like really good sort of like ZZ Top or... Um, something that's got like a really good sort of like baseline that sort of you know makes it quite easy to dance to. Yeah. Um, I put in a lot of new stuff as well, uh, so it could be kind of quite alternative sort of electronic music. Um, a lot of remixes. Remixes go down really, really well. Mm. I played a David Bowie remix the other day, and people went absolutely nuts. I think that was the one that we were at. Mm. You played a David Bowie Let's Dance, Let's Dance remix yeah. as the final track. And mm. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you think of that. that? Did you like that? Loved it. Cool. Loved cool. it. Rated that, used it for my set list on Oh, Saturday. did you now? Oh, nice. Was yeah. that one of the five songs? No, ne- we never, <laughs> never even reached played. it. Never <laughs> even reached it. Buster Rhymes got put on, and then it was just all over. It was just a free for all from there. I was yeah. so disappointed. So disappointed. Yeah, so there's definitely sort of a method that I've been sticking to lately, which has been working really well. And and also just having really good variety. So people can kind of at least come away liking or really getting, you know, getting into quite a few other tracks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now... Apart from being an amazing DJ and dance I'm not an amazing DJ. organizer, <laughs> uh, you're also a musician. Is that correct? Uh, yes, in my in my spare time in my bedroom, I make some music. So tell us a little bit about uh, non chalet. That's right. Uh, yeah, I guess I sort of. I've been making music um, using computer programs for quite a long time, quite a few years, and. I sort of stick to kind of um, either sort of a, a mix of electronic acoustic kind of crossover. So I use um, guitar, I use MIDI controllers, samples, all sorts of things, loops, and yeah, sort of try and make something um, sort of original, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we're going to play one of your tracks here. Uh, this is called Who Knows? And tell us a little bit about the song. That was a song, I think, that I came up with in probably about four or five hours. I sort of turned into this mad scientist in my bedroom and um, quite often have like a glass of wine with that as well, just sort of get the creative juices going. And um, it's usually quite late at night, so I guess I got on, I sort of I found a beat that I really, really liked and and just keep with it and just didn't stop and came out with that. So, yeah. I find, like, if I stop and go back to the track, I lose it. Right. So I yeah, just find yeah, if yeah, I just sure. stick at it, like, yeah. you know, Jackson Pollock at a yeah. canvas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep at it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, here we go. Non Charlotte with uh, Non Charlotte with Who Knows. Mm-hmm.
All right, that was nonchalant with who knows. Um, so tell us a little bit about your experience as a songwriter. Is it just something that you do for just yourself? Is it uh, how many how many tunes you have up there on SoundCloud and are they available to purchase? Can people download them? People can download them, yeah. Uh, they're not for purchase, no. So, I mean, if someone wanted to uh, get in touch with me and wanted one of the tracks, then they could do that, yeah. So you don't make them downloadable off your SoundCloud page or anything? Um, I think some of them are, yeah. Okay. yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I think um, with songwriting, since I was, you know, um, an emo teenager, as you, you know, as you usually are, um, I've been sort of writing poetry and writing songs and that sort of thing. Um, I got a guitar when I was eight and sort of started playing with that and then um, started playing the drums. I played the drums for um, numerous years and sort of, you know, any instrument I can get my hands on, I sort of try and play with and and write music with. So I find music really um calming it's really good to play it's it's kind of like having a diary you know you can sort of write down your thoughts and that sort of thing and and make music to go along with it so i guess a lot of things that i make that's what i like about making instrumental stuff because it's not so personal mm. um i find when you're writing music and it's got lyrics and that sort of thing it can be kind of a bit personal and so i do find i do find it i do get a bit hesitant i guess about Mm. doing that because I can't just write you know random mm. stuff and talk about you know sing about the weather and stuff because I yeah. feel like it's not really me mm. so yeah instrumental stuff it just seems to be a lot easier I think cool how often do you write um probably try it sort of comes in waves depending on you know inspiration you'd know about that being a mm-hmm being a um, songwriter yeah. as well. Um, it's it's yeah. It's kind of some weeks I'll be writing two or three songs. Some weeks yep. I won't be writing anything. Mm. So it's yeah. It just sort of comes in waves, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Back to no lights. Um, what does the year hold for no lights? Is, do you have any special events coming up that uh, you can tell our listeners about? No, we don't actually. So it's just boring. A steady, eh? it's, a, it's a steady <laughs> two week. Every second Wednesday. Yeah. We had a really cool thing happen last year, actually. Um, it was the 30-year anniversary of Footnote Dance Company, and they asked us to do a presentation on No Lights, No Lycra at their um, Pichacucha night. Mm. And that was really, really great, I think, for No Lights, No Lycra in Wellington because there were some really inspirational people there um, and it was seen as not just this kind of, um, I guess, novelty thing that some people go along to during the week that might turn into nothing. It actually seemed like it was something that people were really taking notice of and there were a lot of really amazing people there from the well- from the Wellington circuit and the New Zealand circuit who are all really into dance, mm. and they could see the um, see what Nights No Lycra was really all about, and how beneficial it is to a lot of people who um, aren't professional dancers. 
uh, and just come along. You can't put along. a price on that. No, you, know? you, you can't. can't put a price on going along and just losing yourself for an hour and having a, a fantastic time and coming out mm. completely elated. Well, you could right. call that improvising, improvising, you know, or can you know, contemporary dance looks like you know what we do on the dance floor, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm joking. I <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would. Be, it's really easy to underrate how. Um, how positive the effect of something like no lights can have on somebody. It's, 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 it can be quite profound to have that sort of experience um, mm. for somebody that wouldn't normally let themselves go like that. And when I, mean, I can speak from that personally, you know, like it's been like decades since I've danced like that, just like nobody can see me and I'm just completely letting loose, you know. And it's really, really great to hear that because I can see that a lot of people feel like that when they leave, but, people don't actually tell us. Like, right. we actually don't get that much feedback. Mm. Um, and we do these surveys every year, and we've got over a 1,000 pe- likes on our Facebook page. I think it might be even more than that. Mm. It might be like 1,500. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where if people like something, they don't tend to talk about it. Mm. Mm. If they don't like something, they'll tend to talk about it. Sure. So. Um, yeah, so it's really great to get feedback and we do a survey each year and, um, I think the last one we did, we only got 40 people who filled out the survey and I was like, come on guys, like give us some feedback, like, you know, should we, should we keep doing this? You know, like, do you want it to keep happening? Well, I could tell that Laura had had the exact same experience that I had just had by the look on your face when you walked out. Yeah, maybe if um, people got to take the survey in the in total darkness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe they'd be more willing. Or catch them as they were walking <laughs> out. If you had the survey on paper as they were walking out of mm, the lights, that's a good idea. I guarantee you that you get a lot more positive responses. And, and that's the thing with on the survey, and what we noticed was that a lot of people don't um, pay much attention to Facebook promo, mm, and it's yeah. all via word of mouth. Yeah. So they'll hear about it through other friends. And I think that's probably where we're losing the we're losing how 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 well it's doing, I guess. But how we know is how many people come along. So you know, we sort of like the last time we had it last week, we got fifty three people. So I was really really stoked with that. Thank you so much for coming in, Charlotte Crocker. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been a real pleasure. And um, is there anything, when is the next show? It's it's next Wednesday night, would that be right? Yeah, so No Lights, No Lycra next week on Wednesday. And it's just, if you want to come along, please just come along um, just before 8 o'clock if you can, because um, if you come after 8 o'clock, we do tend to close the doors. Um, and it just goes for an hour. St Anne's Hall in Newtown? St Anne's Hall in Newtown, which is down Emmett Street. Check out No Lights, No Lycra Wellington. Yeah, so um, No Lights, No Lycra Wellington on on Facebook, yes. All right. Thank you so much, Charlotte, and I'll no doubt see you at the next No Lights. I'm bringing a group of friends this time. Ooh, looking forward (laughs) to it. All right, great. We will be back shortly. with the guys from where are they, where are they from? So it's, uh, Bailey, um, who co-runs uh, Lip Sync Battles um, at the Fringe. Um, yeah, with Alice Bryan. Great. We will be back very very shortly with that. We will talk to you soon.